Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Eddie Grant, a director at Technical Connection. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, our knowledge management tool for all things tax, trusts, pensions, and much, much more. Today, we are doing something slightly different. Across the profession, there are many people going beyond diploma and even beyond chartered. Several universities have master's qualifications and students have undertaken significant research. Our interview today explores the research, its findings, but also the journey. I'm delighted to be joined by Ellie Reid, who completed her dissertation in 2021. Hello, Ellie. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Good morning, Eddie. I'm well, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Brilliant. Um, and, and thank you for sharing uh, a copy of your research in advance. And I notice it's focused on post-retirement planning. So um, I'm curious, how did you decide on this, uh, on this subject um, when you were looking at your research? Well, um, planning for life after retirement is interesting to me. I think in, when we've been trained, or apparently my personal experience was that post-retirement planning hadn't been given as much attention as pre-retirement planning. And I wanted a deeper understanding of the complex challenges and the changes that people faced post-retirement. So things like moving from accumulation to decumulation, uh, decline, physical and mental, um, cognitive, death of a spouse, role of the family, looking at care and everything that requires uh, vulnerability, legacy. I mean, there's loads, there's loads of things to look at. It's a, a puzzle. And um, I think demographics plays a big part. So we've got lots of people retiring and post-retirement and that part of the population is getting bigger and bigger. Um, and I wanted to have a framework for myself looking at how I could provide the best outcomes for people and do a better job. Um, so I wanted to learn. I was fascinated. And uh, I think there's a commercial element. Brilliant. Um, and, and, and so as you were doing the, the research, what, what did you think were the key findings of that research? Oh, well, there's so many things. I probably can't, I can't put them all into words right now. But the, the main things are, I think the way that we test um, risk is quite simplistic. Um, and there's other things that we can do to facilitate deeper conversations, which are really valuable, because without those calculations, it's difficult to quantify for people, maybe some of the things they're not thinking about. Um, and people tend to have a positivity bias in later life. Um, so if you, unless you can be the person that sort of instigates and helps people with that thinking, they might not do it for themselves. And I think you, that was a big part. So the way we test risk and uh, emotional intelligence, I suppose, comes off the back of that. Um, and, and how, as advisors, mm, people are navigating a system, a complex system to help people understand it, but very gently. Um, and also the role of the home. I found that really interesting. And it's something I'll toying with the idea of going further, looking at that. So um, I think that sometimes it can be ignored or just taken as a given, you know, what people say, that's it. Um, but how that impacts people's independence in later life, uh, their lifestyle, their identity, you know, the home is so much more than just an asset in its own right. It's also one of the biggest expenses typically. Um, so I think that that's, that's another big thing for me that I really enjoyed. 
gosh, that, that would be a really interesting subject to to take further, and uh, I look forward to reading reading that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah. So, um, so as part of the research, I, I understand you completed uh, what's known as a literature review, um, which looks at the theories and, and wider research. And um, what did you learn about the post-retirement planning um, analysis from that research? I think I broke it down into different areas and it's something that I've never done before. So I went straight into work from college, I didn't go to university. Um, so this was brand new to me. I think some of the other people who did their masters on the same intake um, had a lot more experience in this, but it was, I loved it. I loved reading, finding out. I had a huge matrix of information, which I continue to go back to. Um, there were big economic theories, which has ignited an interest in that my yeah looking at at things that I've never really seen before and understanding how that fits into the advice framework and some of the best practice um that that for me was a huge benefit and yeah as I say has ignited a a curiosity which um, I didn't even realize you know was that deep before and um, you did your research through um, interviews. Um, did they go to plan? And what did you discover as you interviewed people? Oh, do you know, I, I interviewed eight individuals. So some were, they were all financial advisors, very experienced, all chartered, all fellow CFA, actively engaged in post-retirement planning and care planning. Um, and, well, firstly, it was the most enjoyable part of the whole process. Um, and then downloading those um, those those interviews, transcribing them and analysing them was probably the most tedious and most difficult part of, of the, the process. Um, but what I found out was everybody approaches things quite differently. Um, you know, there's not a one size fits all. And the advisor that you get probably has a big impact on the outcome that you get, even though the framework and the guidance might all, the rules are the same. Um, that actually, that's really important. Um, I was really grateful to those individuals because I found out so much. Uh, it was almost like um, just an exploration into tons of different subjects that I hadn't really thought that deeply about. And uh, and people do have their pet subjects. Um, so I really, I really loved doing the interviews. There was lots of similarities, but there was massive differences as well as in the way that people approach different subjects. And and how do you know you've got enough? So you you said you did eight. Is eight a magic number, or at, at what point is enough? Ah, uh, well, we wanted um to get enough data that we could see the theme, the themes and, and trends, but also um you know we have enough rich data that we could really analyze. But ultimately, I mean, you could go on, but probably you get to the point where you've got as much as you can possibly get. Um, I did a, th- a thematic, um, I had a thematic framework for the interviews. So I was looking at uh, seven different areas um, and I could have a repeatable process. So I'd ask semi-structured interviews I had prepared, um, which always went down a tangent because people enjoy talking about specific subjects um, and then bringing them back to the framework. So that would allow me to compare specific areas one to the other and see where those um, similarities and differences were. But eight, eight seemed to be sufficient to 
be going over some of the same ground. Um, but if I went for any more than eight, I might have not had enough time to do what I needed to do with them. So it was a balancing act. And transcribing them, that, that sounds like a, a, a massive uh, task. Uh... It was huge. <laughs> yeah, the first one I did, so I, I recorded all of the interviews um, on Zoom. We had to do it, obviously, remotely because of the lockdown. Um, and the first one took me three full days to transcribe. So after that, I used some software to do the first element, and then I'd go through each interview, making sure that the transcription was accurate and that it had punctuation in the right place. There was words that were misinterpreted. It was it was really, really time-consuming, um, but it was brilliant, and it was the first part of the analysis. So you could see immediately where some of those trends and themes were coming in. Um, so it was necessary, and I had to do it myself. That's what I was told. Absolutely, <laughs> certainly sounds uh, like a, a, a challenging task. Um, so I notice in your in your research, um, the study culminates with a with a framework for active retirement. Could you expand on this? Um, it, 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 you know, first glance to me, it it, it was really really interesting. Oh, well, thank you. I think, you know, since writing the dissertation, I, I keep thinking, oh, I wish I'd put that in. I wish that I'd ex- I'd sort of written more about that. Uh, I, and in some ways, the conclusions, so that framework, I, I think it's almost too simplistic because there's, there's so much that I learned. But um, basically what I, I said, there was a number of points, was that we need to improve and develop the calculations to assess the risk of running out of money, but other high probability events. Um, and then guiding clients through those topics. So not necessarily just presenting them with the risk of a spouse dying, for example, but being able to use that um, objective information gently in the conversation to then think about things like housing and care and legacy and the role of the family. Um, the next bit is exploring goals, knowing what the risk is. Um, because ultimately, if you're going to run out of money, then what's the point in looking at legacy planning? Um, so I think that that comes hand in hand. Um, and understanding somebody's subjective point of view, so how their feelings influence um, the process. Uh, the next bit, define and prioritize goals more clearly. And that's always evolving, you know, as their situation evolves. Um, creating an investment strategy, which underpins all of those things. Um, and then understanding how... Um, people who maybe are in the background um, might be brought in in at the right time to help support and accommodate change um, over over the years. Um, and the last bit is just evolving that and reviewing it and making sure that, that it stays up to date. So um, I know it sounds very simplistic and some people might say, but I already do that. Um, but for me, although I knew all of those things, it's the learning that went behind that. I think that changed the way that I think about a lot of things. And since your research, have you adapted your approach at all when, when talking to clients? Yes. <laughs> um, I've changed loads of things about the way that I I work in this area. And um, I use forecasting in a different way. So um, I use pictures to help people get a better idea about what the future might look like you know it's almost like walking down a path without actually having to experience it just to get an idea as to what you might be inclined to do should certain situation crop up 
Um, and I think that that has really deepened some of the relationships and the conversations that I've had with, with clients. And I've had some amazing referrals off the back of that. Um, so yes, it has definitely changed the way that I think about lots of different things. And as I, as I said, I think going on to do more research um, is is something that I would like to do. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you've inspired people to to undertake masters themselves now. So, so uh, you know, some of our listeners would really like to know what sort of hints and tips that you can you can give them if they were to go on the same journey as you. And uh, we also like to ask for three great ideas. So, um, what would your three hints and tips be? Oh, I think I, I've listened to the podcasts of the other the other people, and I think I'd reiterate those. You know, do it for yourself. Make sure you've got time to do it. You never have enough time to do it because there's always a hundred other things that are calling on you. Um, but do something that you're really interested in. Um, but for, for me, I did it for myself. You know, I had a significant birthday. Um, it was lockdown, and I genuinely, although it was hard at the end and fitting it all in was 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 challenging, it was brilliant, and I would do it again um, if I had, you know, if I had that choice to go back in time. So do it for yourself if you want to. Brilliant, and thank you so much for your time and sharing your insights today. Really appreciate it. It's been great to catch up as always. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. I've really enjoyed the talk. And, uh, and I, you know, if anybody ever wanted to talk about any of the research or masters, I'd be really happy to hear from them. Thanks. Brilliant. Thank you. The content of this recording is strictly for general consideration only. No action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought. Accordingly, neither Technical Connection Limited nor any of its officers, employees or contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned because of any such action or inaction.